You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Three from the Chest. My name is Justin Groth. Guys, just want to thank you for tuning in with me and giving me your listening ear. It does mean a lot to me, man. I'm grateful to have you. For those of you who are new, welcome. Guys, look, man, every time I do these podcasts, I never really know how to start them. I just don't. I just, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know how to start these things. And because there's really no real reason for me to be talking to you. I mean, all transparency here, I talk to myself quite a bit. I'm just that guy. But at the same time, there's no reason for me to bring an external audience into this whole into this whole situation, right? But for some reason, I do. And and because of that, it sets the tone differently. If I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not careful, I can start to recite what I'm going to say. And get wrapped up in my own bravado and my delivery and making sure that it's this, that, or the other, and it's not this, that, or the other, and and just refining it, but kind of not in a good way. Because then I'm not my genuine self. I'm scripted to some degree, and I hate being scripted. And I don't like being I don't like being scripted for you because I think that that's something that's not transferable. I like being genuine. So when I when I start to get that way, I just have to press the record and just start going because I feel like what I'm saying, even though I might mess up or I might stumble over my words or I might not say something that or I might say something that isn't necessarily accurate or <clears throat> politically correct or whatever, it's from my heart. It's genuine, and I know that that's going to be seen. Or, or heard rather through this microphone when I start to regurgitate it. And I just don't want anything different. I don't want to try because this is something that I do because I love and I'm very, I'm very, I'm very oriented around it. Meaning I didn't used to be this way. And maybe this is something that you'll see yourself in with regards to what I'm talking about, but when you, when you start to develop an, a a, a sort of affinity for something or, or an enthrallment over something, your, your brain, your nervous system, they start to reorient themselves in a very subconscious manner towards certain elements that complement that particular thing, that, that particular affinity. And you don't know this, but this is very, very, very native and 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 organic to us and has been grounded and established in us for a length of time, millions and millions of years. There's something that's called the RAS. It's the reticular activating system. And it's deep, deeply rooted in our being. And it's implicit in all of us. And it's something that when we, for example... When we start to take an, a love or an affinity towards something, we naturally start to navigate a pathway that pulls in certain elements of, of 
particulars or behaviors that help to complement that particular affinity or enthrallment that we have. So naturally, and that's what the reticular activating system does. So you, it, it tells you things about whatever it tells you, or I'm sorry, it identifies things that are, that are now attractive to you that help complement the thing that you have an affinity for. So things that you wouldn't have noticed prior, you now notice and take inventory and stock of because they help complement whatever that particular pursuit is that you have an enthrallment over. Does that make sense? But here's where it becomes diluted. When you start to, when you start to um, convolute the process with an act of or, a, or an element of try. Trying can be good, but there's also a bad trying. And the trying is being something that you're really not. And and diluting it with something or, or a characteristic of you that you're trying to actually act out, but you're not really that person. You're acting. You're not that person organically. And it's not, that, that characteristic is not native to you. And so now... You've convoluted the process, which what was organic and seemingly beautiful. You've now, you've now diluted it and, and, and created a toxicity to it because you now want to, you want to manufacture something that should not be manufactured. I hope I'm not losing you with this because basically in essence, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to illustrate here is. Be organic and pure all of the time. And I'm going to go one step further. Don't expect whatever you do, don't expect there to be something great coming out of it. Do it because you love it with no expectancy. And when you do that, when you when you orient yourself around that particular construct, you have power and you have freedom in it. And it's, man, it's liberating because you're doing something that you know feeds you internally. It feeds you internally. It's actually something that is benefiting others. Quite, quite frankly, it possibly could be benefiting others, but even if it's not, it's something that's feeding you internally and it's feeding you from an organic and very unselfish perspective. And it's something that you have you, you start to have an affinity for it and you derive an enthrallment from it and you and that automatically starts to present purpose and possible meaning and then it, it, it drives you towards a pursuit because then it might manufacture itself organically into something of benefit for you and all the while, you don't know what impact it's having because you don't have an expectation from it and you you almost you almost live in a sense around this particular thing that you love you almost live with a sense of I don't care and you don't not care because you are a careless person or you're nihilistic you don't not care because whatever happens from this it doesn't matter because this is something that's serving to you but not in a selfish respect it's serving because it's something that you're, 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 you're viscerally and cognitively, it's trying to extract itself and it's trying to embody itself in real form. 
And this is the way that it's coming out. It's charging you to do something with your life. It's charging you to do something in what's seemingly insignificant. It's charging you. And it, and, and now because it's charging you, you take on this type of this type of a, a meaningful pursuit in something that you thought was insignificant before, but now it's starting to present itself as something that's meaningful to you because you're deriving, you're deriving pursuit and enthrallment from it. And that is giving you purpose. And we all have that. We Listen, we all of us have that thing that we feel like, hey man, I want to do that. But it's like, you know... I don't know. And you start thinking too much. You start thinking way too much and you start getting in your own head and you start to recite all the reasons why it could probably go off the rails. And you stop listening to that little young voice, that that seemingly insignificant voice that's telling you, it'd be so fun if you just did this like this. It'd be so funny if you did this, if you just, and it's all these little elements that are, this is going to the extent of what I can really illustrate here vocally, but I'm going to try my best to bring it out. These, 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 I don't want to say voices, but these types of, um, these types of elements that are, that are implicit in you are trying to, are trying to extract themselves and you keep doing this. You keep pressing them down because you start to think about all the different possibilities as how this could embarrass you or this could or this could not seat well with this person or this is not what your parents wanted you to do or this is something that maybe your wife would not like you for or whatever the case. You can think of a million reasons to not do something. You can think of a million reasons that actually to actually discard something that actually could be the food for your life. And could actually bring you, bring you purpose and meaning to which you didn't have before. But you look at it as, oh, this is insignificant. It's not going to go anywhere. That's because you have expectancy over it and you shouldn't. When you don't have expectancy over something of what it could be or, or an agenda, that's a better word. Having an agenda behind something. When you don't have an agenda, man, you're powerful and man, it's liberating. And man, you develop freedom from that. But when you got an agenda, you start to act. And things aren't pure and they're not authentic anymore. And they're not conveyed that way. And people will not be relatable to that. The people will not be relating to that. And it won't be transferable and it definitely won't be penetrable. And you definitely won't be fierce because you're acting. And I don't care if you're a good actor or not. You're not that powerful when you're acting as opposed to when you're being authentic and you're speaking from authentic, authentic foundation. They are two different powers, man. And do not confuse one with the other. So that's why I just like to get on here and I like to just talk. I don't like a script. I don't even like an outline, so to speak. I mean, sometimes they're they're appreciable, but more often than not, I get too wrapped up in what I'm going to say, and I don't want to be wrapped up in that. I want to feel whatever I can feel with terms of in terms of my energy, what's flowing through me, what what God is trying to say through my voice, 
And I want you to do the same thing. I don't want you to think about what you're trying to do or what you want to do or what you would love to do. I want you to just start to do it with no agenda. There's power in that. You don't even know the power you have. You don't even know the power you could have over others in the pursuit of what you want to do because you just let everybody else govern and take ownership over the path that should be yours. That's yours. You got to start extracting with no agenda. You got to start believing and start conveying and start practicing with no agenda in mind. You have the most power and most freedom when there is no agenda behind it. Done.